Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 120 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. My personal thoughts on growth and expansion. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Before I get started, I want to kick off this episode with a shopkeeper shout out. And it's actually a shout out to many shopkeepers. It's a shout out to all the Master Shopkeepers members. In the group, I like to get conversations started and I'll often ask questions so we can share information and helpful tips and advice and lessons learned with each other. I recently asked, who inspires you? I genuinely thought the comments would be flooded with family members or friends or other experts, mentors, or other people who may have inspired the group members. I was genuinely curious, like I really wanted to know. However, the majority of the comments mentioned the group itself. It mentioned other group members. And even more so, it kept, all the members kept mentioning me I'm the one that inspires them. In the morning when I posted this, I read a few comments and I thought, oh, they're so sweet for saying this. Maybe they thought I was fishing for a compliment. I wasn't. But the comments continued throughout the day. And I'll I'll be honest, I was a bit taken aback. I kept going back to the post throughout the day and reading more and more comments. It was incredible. I was really touched, but more importantly, I think what came from this is I was super proud. I was so proud of what I built in that space. Running membership groups isn't always easy. I have to set many boundaries, and we all know how hard boundaries can be. But what I focus on even more is creating a helpful and valuable space where we can inspire each other, where we can motivate each other, learn from each other all in an extremely respectful and kind way. And their comments validated all of the effort I've put into this mastermind. It felt amazing. It warmed my heart and I was seriously beaming with pride. The power of the group doesn't just come from me though. It's a mastermind. So it comes from every member in it. And I absolutely love it. So this one's to all Master Shopkeepers members. Thank you. Like, really, really thank you. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. My intention for this episode is twofold. It's to share my own personal news. And that's the fact that the store that I co-own with my sister is expanding. We're so excited. And second, I want to share some of the things that I'm experiencing during this process. Before I share my list of notes, last week I launched the Savvy Shopkeeper Quiz, and it's a quiz to help micro-retailers identify which stage of shopkeeping they're currently in. Identifying which stage you're in isn't a competition or a comparison game. It's about me helping you grow if you want to move to the next stage. 
When you take the quiz, you'll get your results, but more importantly, the results point you in an actual direction, which podcast episodes to listen to, paired with a couple free resources that I know are helpful to shopkeepers in each stage. So if I were to take the quiz, I know that this expansion that I'm going through with my sister and our business is most likely placing me somewhere in between the growing retailer stage and the retail CEO stage. We'll link the quiz in the show notes, but if you want to identify which stage you're in, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash quiz. It's only eight questions. It's super easy. I'm pretty sure you can take it in less than two minutes. And so many of you have said how fun it is. So go ahead and take it. Okay, so if you aren't familiar with my store, it's a home decor and gift boutique that I co-own with my sister. We're in Ohio, actually Lakewood, Ohio. We started this journey as a DIY blog. Out of our homes, it was back in 2013. And I think by 2015, we were in a brick and mortar store. We outgrew our online presence in our, in our homes Our furniture projects and upcycling projects were consuming our homes, and it was time to get a space of its own. Now, the store itself, it's approximately 450 square feet if we're talking about retail space. And the studio where we refurbish furniture and have, you know, our our office, I guess, quote unquote, office and storage area and unpackaging area and all the good stuff, it's probably around 250 square feet. So it's pretty small. We sell refurbished furniture, so trying to pack it all in, all while merchandising and displaying items in an aesthetically appealing way in the retail area has been a challenge, but we have improved so much since 2015, and we really make the most of that 450 square feet. So of course, for years, we wanted to grow into a bigger space, but it just didn't happen for lots of reasons that I won't get into today. Anyhow, the building we're in has two retail spaces, and the space next door was an office space for a window cleaning company. The owner, who of course ended up being a business friend, Todd, announced last November, just this past November, that he would be retiring. So fast forward a few months, and we were so happy to recently announce on both Facebook and Instagram Live that we're expanding. We are taking over the space next door. And we teased the announcement, and I think we scared some of our customers. They thought we were announcing that we were closing. (laughs) But in fact, what we're doing is getting another 400 square feet with this expansion. Talk about a happy day, right? So here's what I'm experiencing along the way or things I think you may want to consider before you expand, if this is something you're thinking about. I also want to remind you that some shopkeepers may never want to reach stage four, which is the growing retailer, or stage five, the retail CEO. Remember, retail success is subjective, and I have a podcast episode on this topic. It's episode 96. We'll be sure to link it in the show notes. Okay, so here are some of the things that I'm going through or that you may experience if you decide to expand And I always want to share this because it's nice for all of us to hear each other's experiences or lessons learned or to know that other people are experiencing the same thing maybe I'm experiencing. So the first part that I want to talk about is the build out. 
Now, we are not doing the build-out of the space. Some might say this is luck, but I'm going to stand in confidence and say that it's years of being a good, solid tenant, building a very respected and solid relationship with the building owner, maybe paired with some good boundaries and or a little negotiation skill. Not having to worry about labor or the budget is really nice. However, we don't have control of the build-out timeline, and this means my sister and I have had to be more patient than ever. And of course, we're beyond grateful that our landlord, he sees our vision, he appreciates what we're building, and he respects us as enough as business owners to have these conversations with us along the way. And many of the conversations we had, it was, it was about growing and growth and maybe us moving when we didn't want to move. And I want to acknowledge that after hearing so many horror stories, I try not to take this relationship for granted. I want all of you to know that. I want you to think that I'm spoiled or that I don't see it or don't appreciate it. We really do. We know that we're lucky in this sense. The next item on my list is funding. Now, I've talked about this before. We're bootstrappers at heart. We're big DIYers and we're scrappy. So we're definitely doing this on a budget. We're still taking that path. Although I will say I initially thought we'd need some funding, but I'm happy to say that we're probably less than six weeks away from a re-grand opening. Fingers crossed. And I don't think we will need additional funding. Between a healthy reserve account and a decent credit line on a credit card, we're doing okay here. I'm also really dedicated to paying that credit card off. That's really important. I never wanted anyone to take on credit card debt, especially with high interest rates, if you're not good at managing credit cards. The next one is cash flow. And the the one thing that I want to mention here is how can you plan and prepare for this? Like how can you continue operations and continue the cash flow, bringing in the revenue so that you can continue to pay bills, pay rent, pay yourself, and pay for payroll and all of the things. So this is something that we've had to do. On some occasions, which I think I'll talk about in a little bit, is, you know, the store gets really dirty and dusty because of construction. And we get self-conscious about it. We're also saving some of the new inventory that's coming in so we weren't bringing it out. And at some points along the way, we had to get creative. We had to run a promotion. Uh, We had to, we started bringing up some of the inventory that we were holding on to because we want to keep the store fresh. That's one thing that our customers appreciate. We're always bringing out new things. And we realized that we couldn't just stop running the existing business while planning for the expansion. The next item on the list is inventory. And this is going to be like management and the flow of inventory, which I kind of talked about. Now, our inventory turn rate is good because we're good at consistently ordering and turning over the inventory. So again, I just briefly talked about this. It wasn't just cash flow because the fresh merchandise is what brings in the constant flow of revenue, but it also means that we have to keep the merchandise fresh. So the inventory turn is really important. And that's something in the middle of preparing for all of this that we kind of let go of and then we realized, wait a minute, (laughs) We have to keep this business running 
So it feels good. We gave the store a big refresh. We had a great weekend the past weekend. And we're back to business as usual because we did get distracted with all of the things that we needed to do in order to expand. The next one is mindset. And I mean all of it. Get ready for it. Fear, doubt, imposter syndrome, program thinking. It's going to want to all take over your brain. Don't let it. (laughs) This is paired with the next item on my list, which is stress and anxiety. And anxiety could be sleepless nights. It may, you know, it could be um, the stress that builds up. Not just the mindset where you're afraid to move forward, but the things that kind of make you feel concerned or worried about moving forward. So the one thing that you can focus on is coaching yourself along the way. This could be in the form of meditating, journaling, pausing just to breathe and to reassure yourself of your plan, sitting in your confidence, thinking about all the things that you've done to build your business to this point now or do whatever you can to help maintain a healthy mindset. For us, and I briefly mentioned this, the dust and the noise, the gridlock in our studio. We have furniture pieces that are getting stacked up. We have very little room to move. And this is causing anxiety. You know, we're so used to a very clean, neat, organized space. Well, maybe it's not always clean because we're doing a lot of work back there. But it's our space, and we usually have room to move around, and we don't. Of course, we just want to get started and move into the new space, but we have to be patient. And the last thing I want to mention is to remember your why. One thing that can help with the points I made above or the mindset and the stress is to tap back into your why. For us, the customer experience was a huge motivation for this expansion People often ask us for more furniture, more product, or they just want more of the salvage boutique experience. Like they actually want to stay in the store longer. And you can only stay in a store, a 450 square foot store for so long. You can browse. And we always joke that the magic number is three. That's what our customers say. Like people will loop around the, the path in our store three times to really take it in. But I think people actually wanted more, and we want to give this to them. I love that a Master Shopkeepers member recently said that her expansion improved revenue and customer experience. And yes, more revenue will be nice. Of course it will. But our why is to give our customers a much better experience. Needless to say, my sister and I are really excited. We're proud. We're excited. We're looking forward to what I'm calling TSB 2.0. This is something we wanted for a very long time. We're glad we were patient and that it's all working out. However, this also means I have way more on my plate in the next two months. I say this often in our group memberships. We all have seasons in life and business. And there are a few master shopkeepers who are experiencing seasons in life right now for personal reasons, not business-related reasons. Where things get off kilter or life seems crazy, schedules are insane, or we just aren't ourselves. It happens. On top of that, I'm getting ready to open ticket sales to the 2022 Savvy Shopkeeper Retreat. And if you listened to last week's episode, you know I just launched the big project, the Savvy Shopkeeper Quiz, 
and I'm working on probably at least three other big projects in the background. Pair all of this with an expansion and lots of travel and events planned this year, and my schedule is packed. Sometimes we can't plan for these seasons, but sometimes we can. And that's the case for me. This is something that I can plan for. Luckily, it's nothing that's unexpected. So with all of that, what I'm saying is I have to be realistic. I also have to make sure I give myself plenty of white space on my calendar because that's good for my soul. It's good for my family. It's good for me. Otherwise, we all know what could happen. Burnout, right? So if I shift to bi-weekly podcast episodes, don't be surprised. It's me holding boundaries with myself and protecting my calendar. But more on that to come later, and if that does happen, I will be sure to announce it. Right now, I don't see that happening, but if it does, I just wanted to give everyone the heads up because it's funny, sometimes I'll skip a week or two of the my email newsletter, and people reach out and say, I think I got kicked off your newsletter list, and that's not the case. Sometimes I just take breaks. And I don't always feel the need to announce it, but the podcast has been such a constant that I do think it's important that I mention it in case that happens. And bi-weekly, again, that would be every other week. So I wouldn't go MIA on you. I won't be completely gone. I just won't be in your earbuds or AirPods as frequently as I was before. So thank you for listening. Again, thank you to the Master Shopkeepers. I adore all of you. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 120. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 120. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.